Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea. I'm here again today with Eric, and we are in the Gospels. A um, lot of stuff happening today. What stuck out to you, Eric, as we read? Oh boy. A lot. <laughs> I know. Lot, I think I opened every episode with a lot of stuff happened yeah. today. <laughs> I, I do love, you know, it's it's a kind of a Christmassy thought, but I love that passage in the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, Galilee, where so many yeah. Gentiles live. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And I just love this thought that Jesus is for the whole world. Mm. You know, it mentions Gentiles, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I just like, oh, wow, I'm one of them. You know, and I remember when I first discovered for the first time, like, I didn't even know what the word Gentile meant, really. But when I heard it and then understood what it meant, I thought, oh, I'm one of them. And he came for me, too. You know, it's not, uh, so that was a, yeah, that's where I would start with. Uh, yeah, I've had those thoughts too as I read the Bible and I'm just like, I, it didn't have to be this way, but mm-hmm. God chose to include us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I that brings me to just when I what I noticed as we were reading this and these different gospels, of course, are written for different audiences. We talked about that a few days ago. Um, but Matthew, you see the exact same stories in Matthew, Mark, and Luke especially. Um, but Matthew always points out the prophecies that point to these things yeah. um, for his audience. And I kind of love that. It, it gives me a reminder of what we just read yeah. um, throughout the whole year of just, oh, yeah, that is what that prophet meant when mm-hmm. this happened. Um, it's really cool. <laughs> I like this part where the uh, this government official in Capernaum comes mm-hmm. and he has this son that's dying. And uh, it's interesting because Jesus rebukes him and it's sort of protest. Uh, portends to what will be said a little bit later, where he's like, don't get all wrapped up in the miraculous signs and the mm-hmm. wonders. It basically says, will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? Mm-hmm. But the official, God bless him. I mean, it's his little boy. He's dying, I know, right? I know. So, I can I can really, I'd be like, I don't care what you're saying. Just yes, you got to heal him. <laughs> exactly. And so he's persistent. And then, uh, and then Jesus says, your son will live. And it's so interesting that in in fact while we were reading that go back home your son will live i just wondered if somebody's listening right now mm. do they know somebody that needs to be healed mm. and maybe jesus is saying that to them right now go home your situation is being taken care of right now yeah wouldn't that be cool yeah this guy believed jesus right away and mm-hmm. went home it wasn't like he dragged jesus to his house right he believed him yeah no it wasn't that he just went home (laughs) but yeah yeah. and i think that faith the faith that we have is so powerful um yeah it's good (laughs) um okay so we also have the situation of demons being cast out a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah lots of demons are being cast out demons (laughs) (laughs) but what i thought was so interesting as we were reading this is that Many times the Jesus the demons go to identify Jesus as the Son of God, and Jesus won't let them speak. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Because I that was that tripped me up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, as we were talking off mic a little bit ago, I, this is early in Jesus's ministry, and uh, so and there was actually in the point where he 
he speaks from uh, the prophet Isaiah that he is actually the anointed one. And they're cool with that. But then when it gets a little deeper and, and things get a little mm-hmm. like, oh, now you're really offending us, uh-huh. you know, they take him to the cliff to throw him off. Mm-hmm. And Jesus moves through the crowd and just walks away because it wasn't his time yet. Mm-hmm. His, his, uh, what was prophesied about him was not that he would be thrown off a cliff, mm-hmm. but that he would be crucified on a cross, yeah. right? And so there is this sense of, uh, of a buildup going on. And Jesus is basically saying, don't talk about what I just did for you. you just, so just, you, you know, shut up <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, because, uh, there was a timing in this whole thing that was going to culminate in his crucifixion. Right. So again, kind of a, kind of a buildup, you know? And, and and demons are crazy, you know. They just want so much attention. They really do, you know. And I remember one time picking up a, a hitchhiker, and I drove him into New Orleans, and uh, and I, I asked him. I could tell he was a troubled individual, you know. And and uh, and he he basically said he was an alcoholic, and so I just felt to pray for him that you know the next drink he would take would be like abhorrent to him. Mm-hmm. It would just be taste so awful. He mm-hmm. never wanted again, kind of thing. I don't know. I was a new. Christian, so I just thought, why, why not? You know, so I asked him if I could pray for him as I was dropping him off in the French Quarter, and uh, so um, he said yes. And I laid my hand on his shoulder, began to pray for him, and then he just started manifesting like mm. this horrible voice started coming out of his mouth, and his face got all contorted and weird, and, and it was just crazy time, you know. And I was, I, and I was just young, you know, and so I just said, "Hey, stop that." In the name of Jesus, just stop it. I just, I, I said, the, I plead, I heard somebody say the blood of Jesus is powerful. So I said, I just plead the blood of Jesus over my little Honda Civic right now, you know? <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, such a peace came over the car and he, it was done. And he was just back to normal. And he was like, wow, what just happened? And I was just like, I guess Jesus just happened, you know? <laughs> so, but it was, you know, but I didn't feel like it was something that I'm going to go like, oh, I want to tell everybody about this because I want to start a ministry of casting out demons, you know? <laughs> Not really, uh, but I just, it was just really neat to see God show up and help this man come to a place of peace. Mm-hmm. That was what was cool about that. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. That's good. And I think, as we read these stories, you can see that, that it's not about, I think it's, yeah, I kind of want to, I want to get hung up on the demon yeah, part, yeah, but really yeah. it's about the man who was saved by that. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. And so. Jesus's authority. He's just, he's very, just like, doesn't go crazy. He's just mm-hmm. like, Hey, come out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Uh, his authority over all this, the spiritual things that we don't even realize, um, are happening is so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think the last thing that I kind of noticed, and we talked about this a little bit too, is just the again the gospel for the whole world that um, Jesus went to go preach in other towns because that's why he was sent. Um, again, being so obedient, you see these like pockets of he's being obedient to somebody. Yeah, um, and it's God the Father. Uh, God the Father sent him to do these things. I like what you were saying earlier about, and I love that we're doing this chronologically, but you were saying how that. The different um, disciples who wrote these gospels had different perspectives. Could you talk to a little bit more about that? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'm not a scholar on this, but I think that 
as we read these, they're writing to different audiences. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes down to how scripture was made, um, inspired by God through the words of other people, um, we see how these different authors have their own voices and they notice different things and they pull out different things. And that's what makes it into the writing. Just because one author doesn't see something doesn't mean it didn't happen. It just means just like you might notice the orange wall right here. Yep. I noticed the brown door. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think that's what makes the gospel so cool is just we get a holistic picture of what happened in Jesus' ministry because of all the different details that are put in there. That's really great. You just reminded me of my New Testament survey class. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Mark 1, 14 to 15. Later on, after Jesus was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. Matthew 4, 12-17 When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and went to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled what God had said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Luke 3.23a Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. John 4, 46-54 As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Cana, where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son, who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home. Your son will live. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to to get better, and they replied, Yesterday afternoon at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that there was that this was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he is and his entire household believed in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. Luke four, sixteen to thirty. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, for he has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. 
the scripture you just you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by the gracious words that came from his lips. How can this be? They asked. Isn't this Joseph's son? Then he said, you will undoubtedly quote me this proverb, physician, heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your hometown like those you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner, a widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. And many in Israel had leprosy in the time of the prophet Elisha, but the only one healed was Naaman, a Syrian. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill on which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff, but he passed right through the crowd and went on his way. Mark 1, 16-20 One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat repairing their nets. He called them at once, and they also followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men. Matthew four eighteen to 22 One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, they saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets, and he called them to come. Two, they immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Mark 1, 21-28 Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum, when the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. Suddenly, a man in the synagogue who was possessed by an evil spirit cried out, Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him, Be quiet. Come out of the man, he ordered. And at that, the evil spirit screamed, threw the man into a convulsion, and then came out of him. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this, they asked excitedly. It has such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news about Jesus spread quickly through the entire region of Galilee. Luke 4, 31-37 then Jesus went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and taught there in the synagogue every Sabbath day. There, too, the people were amazed at his teaching, for he spoke with authority. Once, when he was in the synagogue, a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit, cried out, shouting, Go away! Why are you interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus reprimanded him, Be quiet. 
Come out of the man, he ordered. And at that the demon threw the man to the floor as the crowd watched. Then it came out of him without hurting him further. Amazed, the people exclaimed, What authority this man's words possess! Even evil spirits obey him, and they flee at his command. The news about Jesus spread through every village in the entire region. Mark 1, 29-34 After Jesus left the synagogue with James and John, they went to Simon and Andrew's home. Now Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with high fever. They told Jesus about her right away. So he went to her bedside, took her by the hand, and helped her sit up. Then the fever left her, and she prepared a meal for them. That evening, after sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. The whole town gathered at the door to watch. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases, and he cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. Matthew eight fourteen to 17 when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Luke four thirty-eight to 41 after leaving the synagogue that day, Jesus went to Simon's home, where he found Simon's mother-in-law very sick with a high fever. Please heal her, everyone begged. Standing at her bedside, he rebuked the fever, and it left her. And she got up at once and prepared a meal for them. As the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus, no matter what their diseases were. The touch of his hand healed everyone. Many were possessed by demons, and the demons came out at his command shouting, You are the Son of God! But because they knew he was the Messiah, he rebuked them and refused to let them speak. Mark one thirty-five to 39 Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, We must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out demons. Luke four to 42-44 Early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowds searched everywhere for him, and when they had finally found him, they begged him not to leave them. But he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns, too, because that is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around, preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. Matthew four twenty-three to 25 Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went, people from Galilee, the Ten Towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from the east of the Jordan River.
Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, it means a lot to us, even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.